Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on which part of the world you are listening from. Welcome everyone, and thank you for listening to Eternity Podcast. My name is Janine, and I'm your host for today. We have reached the second part of the Judgment Day of the Lord by Dr. Amish. I hope you've all been blessed throughout the week listening to this teaching. Let us begin. So, separation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord. Amen. Because God chose you as the first fruit to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. There's a whole series on, on, on the work of the cross. Sanctification, regeneration, uh, propitiation, uh, new birth, new ge- regeneration. There's a whole lot. The, the work of the cross is a lot. But this separation is amazing. We were part of the world, heading towards destruction. And then you begin to see that the Lord, he has loved us. This sanctification, sanctification by the Holy Spirit, essentially what he's saying is separation by the Holy Spirit. So it, as, if, as if the whole world was going into destruction. And then the Holy Spirit comes and separates you from the rest of the world. And then he does something we call regeneration. The regeneration is this. The Bible says that the word of God is, how do I put it? The natural man is not able to receive it. In fact, the Bible says that the gospel is folly, is foolishness to those who are not saved. That means that in our sinful state, we are incapable of believing the gospel. So what the Holy Spirit does is that he separates us from the mass heading towards destruction. Then he, he regenerates us to give us the ability to receive the gospel. So you see, even before someone is saved again, the Holy Spirit has been working on the person. But today we are just focusing on sanctification. But, but the reason why I brought in regeneration is that we have to believe in the truth. Jesus does not believe for us. We have to believe it. But before we can believe it, the Holy Spirit helps us and gives us the ability to believe. So you can see that that first act of separation is an essential step in being saved from everlasting destruction. And please keep this in mind. If you remember, if you remember this one, then you understand why the Lord insists on holiness. Because, we'll see a scripture shortly. Because so long as you are part of the world, you will be destroyed. So that is why the Holy Spirit separates us. And then he says that, be holy because I am holy. Be separated because I am separated. He wants us to maintain that separation. But he has done the more difficult work for us. So when we talk about holiness... This element of holiness, without it, we cannot be saved. So when he talks about separation, without separation, we cannot be saved. May the Lord have mercy on us. Are you getting the importance of holiness? Because it's called distraction by association. If you are part of the world, you go where the world is going. Now you understand why the Bible says that love not the world, nor the things of the world. 1 Corinthians 1.30 It says, but of him you are in Christ, who of God is made to us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Essentially, when we combine it to, uh, with the first scripture, what 
we are being told is that it takes the Holy Spirit to separate us from the world and from sin. But the Holy Spirit is able to do it because of what Christ Jesus did on the cross. So you can see that sanctification was begun by Christ on the cross or was achieved by Christ on the cross for us. And we just have to maintain it. The Bible also says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, for you to abstain from fornication. Essentially, God wants us to separate from everything that defiles us. He is holy. He loves us. He wants us to be in heaven with him. His will is that we separate from the world and sin so that we can live forever with him. We also belong to him. And he knows that if you go back to the world or to sin, we'll perish. And he's saying that sexual sin is no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Distraction by association. It says, flee from Babylon and each of you, Jeremiah 51, 6. Flee from Babylon and each of you escape with your life. Don't be destroyed because of her guilt. For, it is, for it's time for the lost vengeance. He's paying back what is due her. The key point I want to make is this. The Lord is telling us a very important principle here. He says that his people, if they stay with those who are marked for destruction, his people will also be destroyed. Serious. In fact, when you go to Revelation chapter 18 verse 4, a, a similar thing happens. It says, Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins lest you share in her plagues. So we see that the separation is for, is for our salvation. If you touch unclean things, you'll be devoted to destruction. And that at times, it, it is, it's even more serious than that. God will never change. The world defiles. We have been called out of the world, and we must be separated from the world. And that's what I was trying to illustrate here. But if you touch the things of the world, we will be destroyed with the, thing, with the world. So when it comes to separation, the sinful world is condemned to everlasting destruction. So it was necessary for God to separate us from the sinful world to save us. It caused the Son of God, his life, to separate us from the world. If we recycle back to the world and the things of the world, we defeat the whole purpose of our salvation. We cannot be saved from the wrath of God. How important is this separation? And we are talking about uh, as Christians now, this one. Separation. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or, or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. That is self-explanatory enough. Now listen, listen to the 17 and 18. 
says, Therefore go out from their midst, and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So there are two requirements here in terms of separation from the world. Separate from the world and touch nothing of the world. It says, if you do those things, then he will welcome you. But if you do not separate, and by the way, he was talking to his children. So if his children do not separate, he will not welcome them. You remember Lord's wife? There are many Christians who have separated from the world, but they can't have enough of the things of the world. The story of Lord's wife is very interesting. The city was already burning. There was nothing she could go back for. But her heart was still there. Please, when it comes to separation, may we be very careful. May we be very careful. It says that there are promise, blessings associated with separation. We are already separated by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. He has separated us already. He has separated us already. Welcome is not possible until we are separated. On that day, we will only be received and welcomed if we have maintained our separation from the world and the things of the world. By the way, from the scripture we read, if we do the things the world does, if we are interested in the things the world is interested in, the Bible says, the scripture we read, it says, we are yoked with them. We shall share in their fate. We are in partnership or fellowship with the condemned world, enemies of God. We are in agreement with the devil. We are united with those about to perish. We are in agreement with demons. Please, small things could have spiritually horrendous consequences for our salvation. So I hope, I hope, I hope we are, we are listening to the Christianity of God and not depending on Christianity of our own imaginations. This is what the word of God says. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7.1, it says, because God has promised to receive us and welcome us, if we separate, it says this, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. By the way, it says we should cleanse ourselves. Holiness is not possible without separation. In fact, I have a table. I don't have it here. But I have a table. When the Bible talks about separation, there are things that are patently sinful, sin. Then there are things that you, you don't even see them in the Bible. Worldly movies. You, you will not see worldly movies in the Bible. But you have to use, you have to use wisdom. If they are showing somebody kissing somebody's wife, or somebody stealing money, or somebody killing somebody, and you are entertaining yourself and enjoying it, what spirit, what spirit is in you that enjoys those things? You understand? So you don't, you don't need to be a preacher to be told that separate from those things. And then, 
there are things that are even blessings, the blessings of God, like family, like country, where for some calling, God requires separation from those things, like Abraham's calling. Leave your father's house. Leave your country. There's nothing wrong with that. And we know that some callings, in fact, some, some callings, they are not even allowed to marry. So when it comes to separation, there are various levels of it. Here we are talking about anything that will defile us. And he says that we must, you know, bringing holiness to completion. He says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfect holiness. The Lord will help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Separation is not even the full story. So you can see that separation, from what we have been saying, is, is talking about our relationship with the things that defile. But that is the beginning. When we are talking about holiness, if you separate from the world, you are one third on the way. For separation to be complete, we must be devoted to God. We must be set apart for sacred purposes only. We must not be involved in common or profane activities. Essentially, if we want to enter into the kingdom of God, we must also be consecrated to God alone. God will not share. So what is this aspect of holiness? It is called set apart. It is called consecration. It is called devotion. Why did God invest so much into the salvation of mankind? Why would God offer the ultimate in heaven to redeem us? But, but when you think about it, would God save us, pay such a horrendous price and then give us so that we can still be agents of the devil? Does it make sense? You know? He saved us for a purpose. What a powerful teaching that was. Look, we want to invite you all to come fellowship with us to hear the message of repentance and holiness so we can all prepare together for the coming of Jesus Christ. You can visit our website at www.messianicministriesinc.org to find an altar near to you and your family. And you can also visit us at eternitypodcast.com or you can contact us on 0430-041-735. Stay tuned to hear the last session of this topic. God bless you.